Welcome to this week in Skis Athletics. I'm your host, Neil Minton. With me as always, Coach Rip Ripley. How we doing over there, Coach? Doing good, doing good. I think both of us are a little uh, a little banged up, got a little sicknesses yep. are starting to make their way through as uh as the uh you know the temperature dropped 30 degrees and it's gonna go back up to 75 by this weekend. So, you know, I mean it's just gonna be sicknesses galore everywhere. Yeah, I was real excited this morning. My alarm went off at 5 45 and I sat up to start my morning run with my dog and I looked at the temperature and said, Nope. <laughs> went back to bed. <laughs> Not doing it. But they didn't have car duty this morning. So my eyes nice. are literally watering now. Wind has been in my face and I'm freezing. Oh, yeah. So it's good times. Good times. Absolutely. Well, let's um before everybody wants to talk about the football playoffs, right? That's what's sure. coming up. We're all excited about it. It's that time of year. Pretty much all the rest of the fall sports have kind of ended. And mm-hmm. um, well, we got cross country coming up. Why don't you talk to us about cross country? Yeah, so Cross Country had their state meet this past weekend over at Heathwood Hall and um, actually had eight races this year. I talked to Mike on Saturday. We hosted the Volleyball All-Star Games here at at Wilson Hall. And so I talked to Mike a little bit because he was, you know, dropping stuff off and heading over to to the state Cross Country. And I was like, Mike, I mean, that's a long day at Cross Country. So the way they broke it down was Heathwood, I think, asked, do the 4A, they started like 9 a.m., do the 4A races at 9 they did the 3A races at probably about like 11-ish, and they took a big break and came back and kind of their their thought was, their hope was to kind of clear the campus and then have 2A and 1A at like 2 and 3 o'clock. So, I mean, they were there pretty much. I mean, I think he called me uh, Saturday night to check in on how volleyball went. I mean, I think it was 6, 6.30, and he was heading home oh. to, to Ellery. I mean, it was, it was a long day. But, you know, what a great – we talked about last week in the preview, what a great – uh, sport to grow a little bit uh, because it doesn't take a lot of startup. It doesn't take a lot of of resources and, and and equipment and things like that. And I think we're seeing a lot of the lower, smaller schools in Skiza create those teams, um, which is which is pretty cool. So, but yeah, I was gonna run through and get some shout outs here. Um, at the four A level, Heathwood Hall's girls are are unreal. I mean, they finished second, third, fifth, sixth, and seventh in the state. They had four girls wow. break 19 minutes and a fifth that ran 1905. I mean, I know I'm going to say numbers and there's only going to be like two of our listeners that comprehend like how fast that actually is for a 5k, but like it's, they're moving, <laughs> they're moving. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, Jace Ward, a senior from Ben Lippin, she just committed to Furman last week. Uh, she won uh, Jace, an interesting story actually went to Heathwood when she was younger, transferred to IMG Academy in Florida oh, wow. uh, for a couple of years and then came back to Columbia uh, with their family, moved back to Columbia for her junior, senior years, um, ended up going over to Ben Lippin. So uh, pretty cool to, to see her have that success. Um, you know, as a senior, winning a state championship, always a pretty cool thing. Absolutely. That's really cool. Uh, over on the boys' side, Matthew Black from Heathwood Hall led them to a state championship. Uh, Heathwood Hall wins the boys and the girls state championships here. Ben Lippin in second, first Baptist in third place for the boys, which was, uh, I won't say a surprise, but that's definitely a program in that area on the rise. You know, usually the Pinewood Preps, the Porter Gals have been kind of the stronghold in the Charleston area, um, and them able to get it done there at first Baptist, pretty cool. At the 3A girls level, Northwood Christian Academy, John Paul II, and Thomas Sumter, your top three team finishers. Um, McKee Kent from Spartanburg Christian, sorry, Day School, excuse me, running a 1945, wins the girls' side. Northside Christian um, with the Goss twins, Madison and Jennifer, uh, and Kendall Murray finishing third, fourth, and fifth, able to get the team crown there. 
In the boys' side, we've got John Paul II again winning the state championship in 3A boys with Shannon Forrest and Palmetta Christian coming in behind them. Thomas Wemser, I think I hope I said that correctly. Sorry, Thomas, if I didn't, running a 1627, uh, which, is a, which is a really strong time for the state championship there in the 3A boys. Uh, Matthew Black for Heathwood Hall for reference ran a 1612. That 1627 would have been third overall in 4A. Um, and again, John Paul, you see a trend here. John Paul to winning the state team championship. They had guys finish fourth, fifth, sixth. So like boom, boom, boom. You're getting multiple top 10 finishes. Um, kind of what translates to winning those team to team titles. Sure. Yeah. Um, at the two A level, the two A girls Calhoun Academy uh, wins the state championship, followed by Holy Trinity and Cathedral Academy. Holy Trinity's Virginia Brunson wins that race at the time of twenty two fifty seven. Um, and then again, Calhoun finishing second, fourth, fifth, sixth on the girls' side. There, the boys' race we see. Uh, St. John's Christian winning a state title with Marlboro Academy and Conway Christian behind them. You know, Marlboro Academy is interesting. They had a young lady um, <clears throat> who was a runner by herself, basically. And she came to all of our meets at Wilson Hall um, over the past couple of years. And, and Marlboro didn't really have a program. They just had a runner. And she would come run the distance races and track. She would run the cross country by herself. And over the past two to three years, they have started to really create a team uh, over at Marlboro Academy, and this year ending with a state runner-up trophy, pretty awesome. <laughs> Excuse me, there's oh. Steve's one for the for the podcast. Sorry about that. Yeah, um, yeah. so so there, yeah, with the, and then the one A level, we got the one A girls. Um, Our Lady of the Rosary, a team we talked about during basketball season last year a little bit. Our Lady of the Rosary and Cross Schools, two relatively new schools to Skiza, finished first and second at the one A level, followed by Richard Wynn in third. Uh, Hayden Branham, a seventh grader from Richard Wynn winning the girls' race there. And then on the boys' side, uh, we had uh, Arlie of the Rosary doubling, winning both state championships, just like Heathwood did, followed by Charleston Collegiate and Cross Schools there for the boys. Uh, our individual state champion there, uh, Jesse Gord, followed by Michael Donahue from Arlie of the Rosary. They go 1-2 in the in the 1A boys' race. So a uh, lot of runners. I think I, I didn't add it up as I went, but I, I can't remember the number Mike told me. We had a, I mean, a huge number um, I want to say he might have said the number was 700 runners, maybe at the state meet overall on on um, on Saturday, six to 700. Um, thank you to Heathwood Hall for for hosting that event as always. Heathwood does a great job. Their course is set up perfectly where you can kind of run off into the into the swamp, as we kind of say a little bit. They got great trails back there. It's a really good course that people kind of used to. We appreciate um, their staff hosting that as always. So a uh, good day there. And then at volleyball, we had a good uh, day. We did a little round robin style tournament with the all-star game, something in the last couple of years, which is kind of cool because you get to play teams from other classifications. So like the, you know, our girls were on the, the South 4A team. They got to play a team from 4A, a team from 3A, a team from 2A, and a team from 1A. Um, at the end of the day, our top three teams, the the North 3A team, which I believe was your girls were on that team, along with uh, Shannon Forrest maybe yeah. was on there with them. Mm -hmm. um, and then the, the North, 4A team, which was Carter Newman, Ben Lippin, Porter Gowd. I'm not sure how Porter Gowd was on the North team, but they were. Uh, yeah. Had a couple of Charleston schools end up on the North side. Um, but they played at the end of the day kind of for the, the de facto championship of the day in a pretty close uh, set match. Um, the 1A, I tell you, though, the 1A North team with Lawrence Academy, Cambridge Academy, Richard Wynn, kind of the, uh, the bulk of that uh, level is all in that same region. So they were on the same all-star team. Uh, they had a really good day too. I think going three and one overall. So a uh, pretty fun day here as well. Yeah. You know, I get coach, coach Carter coached um, 
one of the 318s and just glowing reviews, man. I mean, they like the format, playing different yeah. the different um kids and and that's really cool, man. And so um job well done. I know that's a lot on you guys over at Wilson Hall and you specifically. So thank you so much for doing oh, yeah. that for our girls. I know they they really appreciate it. They they love it. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. I mean, we're we I know we've got some some equestrian going out there, maybe. We've got some uh some bowling getting started, but pretty much for fall sports, um, it's it's football, it's playoff time, baby. Yeah, it, it is. And I mean, don't get me wrong, basketball has started, practice has yeah. started, but for a lot of teams, not a lot of boys out there yet. On some, you know, some schools, some schools don't even start, right? Because they're just like, hey, we're waiting for our kids. We got a couple guys. Kids. Yeah, I mean, it's not worth it. Now I will say, I was talking to us to a coach of the day. We were trying to set a scrimmage up. And and you know, I'm looking and, and I was saying this earlier, a challenge for boys basketball, you know, girls basketball and skis is kind of kind of clean from a standpoint that volleyball ends. And then, boom, the next week or two, you got a little bit of maybe a week break. If you're not playing for state championships, you're playing for state championship. You only got a couple days, but there's still a break between the season. There's no real overlap. You know, obviously, spring sports, everybody has an overlap. Like, you don't get your basketball players until almost March. But but with boys basketball, it is a challenge because so many kids play football at most of our schools. So many kids play football. And so it is tough. But I was so I was talking to a coach about a scrimmage, and I said, ah, let's shoot for – the the third week of November, I said, and, and if we're playing football still, we know I'll probably have to cancel it, you know, if we're still playing, because I don't know if I have enough guys, and we'll talk about that when we get there. And and he was like, okay, sounds good. He's like, yeah, we've got a game that Friday. And I was like, you've got a game in, it was like November 15th, and it's a region game. He has a region game. Wow. Friday, I guess it's the 17th. Friday, November 17th, they already have a region game, because he said that one of the teams in the region, they just couldn't find a date, couldn't find a date. And and that week you can play games in skis. I know traditionally that's been like you know jamborees. I know Carter Newman's going up to Oak Hill again uh, that week, um, getting a pretty cool opportunity there. And but but yeah, to have a have a region game November the seventeenth is kind of kind of crazy. That is that's <laughs> tough, man. That's tough. But on the boys' side, you know, especially yeah. on the boys' side. Yeah, well, you may not have. I mean, a girls like I said, I mean, you've had at least three weeks of practice, and you know, maybe, and that makes it tough for scheduling too, because yeah, as right. a girls' coach you're kind of ready to go. It's like, all right, I've, I've been, we've been practicing for three, three and a half weeks now. Like we're ready to play games. Not all and, girls coach rip, not all girls coaches. Yeah. <laughs> but the boys coach is like, Whoa, hold up, hold up. Like we, we've only had one practice. I mean, you know, it, it can be tough. So. Yeah. Well, you know, looking at our schedule the same way, kind of and and changing the, the regions a couple of years ago, you know, we're going to continue to play Wilson hall and Lawrence yeah. Manning and our old region teams. Right. Yeah. And um, but with the way the schedule is, everybody's got region games at the back end. We had to play each other early. And I'm like, Coach yeah. like, why are we playing Wilson Hall Lawrence Man so early? I'm like, I yeah. mean, where, where else do you want me to play him? Where you with him? Yeah, exactly. I remember yeah. last year we played y'all played the state championship for football and we played y'all that next Tuesday, I think. I mean, it was yeah. very quick turnaround. Yeah, it was good time. Coach Mache really appreciated that. Yeah. <laughs> I appreciate it because let me get a win over y'all last year. So we came out of y'all and want the same result. So I'll take it. <laughs> well, um, all right, well, let's dig in. Eight the to- Football playoff brackets are out. There were a lot of questions leading up to it. So, um, you know, I don't know how much we can talk about all that because I don't really know anything. But um, we can talk about the matchups, and let's start with eight-man. All right? So, um, on the two-to-one seeds, you got Richard Wynn Academy and Holly Hill Academy. And, um, you know, some people might say Jeff Davis, but, you know, Holly Hill beat Jeff Davis the last game of the year. Like we said last week, that was the one that counted, right? Yeah. So um and so Richard Wynn and Jeff Davis were going to be on the same side anyway, Correct. right? Opposite Holly Hill. So um Richard Wynn has Holy Trinity, um hosting them at home, and Jeff Davis is hosting WW King 
at their place. I, I don't really see any upsets brewing in that that's um side of the bracket. Yeah, I mean, I think the first round is pretty chalk. I think that again, like it's hard because you never want to look ahead to that second round matchup, though. I mean, it's, it's it's you know it's winner go home, and so that is a challenge I think for coaches where you know especially if I'm a if I'm a school that feels like man maybe I thought we kind of deserved that higher seed, and you get you can get caught up in that, and then before you know it, <laughs> you know you're not playing that game regardless. And so I right. think that is a challenge for coaches sometimes in any bracket, any time. Um, you know, and I, I, you said you alluded to it, and, and maybe we can come back at the end talking about the bracket making and the schedule stuff. I mean, I would like to – let's touch back if we have time at the end to talk about it a little bit because I think there's some things we can clear up on that for people. Sure. Okay, sounds good. Well, on the bottom half of the bracket, you have Holly Hill hosting Lawrence. And what I think the round one game for eight-man is Warlaw and Faith Christian. Mm-hmm. I think um, that could be a good game. I think Warlaw's playing good ball. I think Warlaw is a very solid team, and, and you've kind of said that all year. But Faith Christian just hadn't gone away, and they keep yeah. you know competing. So I think that was really, if you want to call it, I guess that's your that is your four five matchup, and that's usually yeah. going to be the most competitive one of the first round. And yeah, that's usually going to be your your competitive game is that matchup. And yeah, I mean, I think that's a um, an interesting one. Uh, two teams that I don't know in the pick them that I've fully gotten a grasp on all season. Like, I feel like they'll play they'll play well, but, all right, they're back, they're back. And then they'll have that, you know, I'll pick them against a team that maybe I think they're going to upset them. And, and they play it tough, but don't quite get that win. And so, um, a great opportunity for both of them to advance and, and make a state semifinal. Yeah, for sure. So, should be interested. And, and, and next week, I feel like we're going to be look, talking about Richard Wynn, Jeff Davis, which I think is going to yeah. be a great matchup. And then Holly Hill and – in the winner of that game, but you know, it looks mm-hmm. like Holly Hill's destined, you know, they got a good good chance to get there again, right? Yeah. The coaches that so it should be exciting to watch. Now, moving to the 1A, cool. Now, how the turntables have turned. <laughs> so um th- this should be interesting. This should be fun. So so we knew in 1A there was a lot of I guess ties and there's three different regions, I think yep. is how it works. And there's mm-hmm. Um, not everybody played each other, and yep. it was going to be interested on how the seedings went down. So Thomas Hayward is sitting up there at number one, Dorchester two, Patrick Henry three, and Lee Academy four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the question I got asked was, how is Lee four? Yeah. And because Thomas Hayward, I guess Thomas Hayward, Patrick Henry, Dorchester all played each other, mm-hmm. and Lee did not, but Lee didn't. They lost – to a Patrick Henry early in the year, I think, in a close game or yep. a fairly close game. And so they did play them. They didn't play the other two. And then the only other loss they have is against a, you know, very good number one ranked two-way Weesburg team. Yes. And, so, and yeah, so so that is tough. And I know, you know, Clarendon Hall has been that team. But, but you know, I remember I was actually talking to Mike uh, last week, uh, again, you know, for volleyball stuff. And he, he kind of, because he knows I'm kind of a nerd when it comes to bracketing and scheduling and, I'm I'm weird and I like doing stuff like this, um, as is evidenced by you know the 18 team volleyball tournament or the 75 <laughs> team track meet I choose to run. Right, um, right. I actually enjoy doing things like that. So anyway, he and I were talking, and and I think uh, the big game last week, you know, Thomas Hayward beating uh, Patrick Henry, right, last right. week of the season. But he said if Patrick Henry had beaten Thomas Hayward, you know, the tough one would have been, you know, Lee Academy would have been sitting there with only one loss. But they would have lost to Thomas Patrick Henry by a score differential. Like it had been really tough to seed. I think by them winning, it made it even harder because now you have four teams with all you know similar region records. Yeah. Um, and again, that's something I think we can talk about at the end if we have time. Like just talk about that a little bit. That is tough. 
Well, no, and I think I think what I saw from it is what I kind of I say what I expected. What makes sense to me, and not maybe not to everybody, and that's okay. Is you don't want to coaches don't want to go to a point system, right? We want yeah. it settled on the field. Yeah, and you know, it's, it stinks that Lee Academy necessarily play Dorchester yeah. or whoever. But since you they lost Patrick Henry, they de facto lost to whoever beat them. Correct. And and so I get that. You know that's that's yeah. a natural way of doing it, but um, but with that being said, um, let's talk about that first round matchup. So Thomas Hayward, um, is hosting Calhoun. The Calhoun's down, but t- can we talk about Tony O'Bannon? Thomas Hayward's running back now is now the quarterback. Yeah, who has seventeen hundred and seventy six yards rushing and eight hundred <laughs> and something passing. Yeah, um, he's a beast. He's tough to handle, and yeah. ever since they kind of made that change and kind of changed their philosophy, they've really turned their season around. Yeah, they've had a really strong back half of the season. I think that move, a, a really big part of that. Yeah, so um, still a tough task, I think, for them to make it all the way. It's going to be a tough game because this next game, I think you have two very good teams. Yeah. Um, Lee Academy, and I think Clarence Hall is, I'm going to say underrated, but I think they're a tough five matchup. Um, Darius yeah. Akins, their running back, has over nine, 900 yards rushing. They appear to be pretty balanced, and um, I think they could get at least some trouble. Yeah, they're they're feisty. I, I, there's a, a podcast I listen to, and they talk about teams um, that maybe you don't want to call them an underdog or or a sleeper. They're they're feisty. They're they're that team that that you know they've got something to prove, or or they you know they're just a matchup that maybe you're like, I mean, like I don't want to play that team. Like they kind of scare me a little bit. Like I think Clarendon Hall is that team this year that has had some really good performances and 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 you know a little fired up, ready to make a little run. Yeah, and I don't um you know I don't ever bet against David Rankin, but I certainly yeah. don't bet against him when it gets cold. And, um, <laughs> so, I, you know, I think that, you know, he'll have some answers for some things. So, I do expect Lee Academy personally to move on there, not trying to give away my pickums, but I think it's going to be a very good game. And um, and whoever wins, I think, next week with Thomas Hayward is going to be a heck of a showdown. Yeah. All right. So, uh, let's move to the bottom half. Now, you have Dorchester hosting um, Dylan Christian and Patrick Henry hosting St. John's. Now, Dorchester, I was looking up some um some of their stats and let me tell you what caught my eye is yeah. um their quarterback name is Waylon Gruber. No, oh, there you go. And then the I running back, name, go ahead. Yeah, the running back's name is Connor Hartzog. And if you've ever played St. George or Dorchester over the last 20, yeah. 30 years, I guarantee you there's a Gruber and a Hartzog somewhere on that roster. Yep. Yeah. And and this is just this is who Dorchester is. Yeah. So, you know, you got your quarterback and your running back is also your safety and your middle linebacker, and they both run yeah. for over 800 yards. And, you know, <laughs> they got a good little bounce, and they're just tough kids, and um, they've had a great season. Yeah. Um, yeah, like you said, two very common names there. I mean, even when you just said a name, I knew uh, I knew what was coming. Yeah, I mean, Dorgers had a good year. Coach Mike Nelson in, in his first year over there has really done a good job. And, and uh, you know, they're, I, I think 1A is very wide open. Um, but Dorchester certainly in a good spot, you know, kind of kind of putting themselves in the top half of that bracket for sure. Yeah, they should have a pretty, pretty good game. And now on the bottom half, you have um Patrick Henry and St. John's Christian. And this game's a little bit of intriguing. Um now Patrick Henry's kind of led by their quarterback. It's Hugh Ferry. Okay, he's got over 17 yards, 1700 yards passing, and I think six, seven hundred yards rushing. And mm-hmm. their lead receiver is Forrest Ferry. Who plays wide okay. receiver tight end? I got to assume that's his brother. I don't know have that. To, yeah, I have to assume that. And um, so you know they've been pretty potent on offense. I know they did go through a little stretch where they had some injuries um earlier in the season, from what I understand. And but um, they still put together a heck of a season. 
Um, now St. John's on the other, they have some big linemen up front, and um, their running back had been hurt, and I hear he's back, and he can absolutely fly. And he's a game changer. And um, I've talked to a couple coaches like, man, when he's back on the field, he goes, you know, that that changes their team drastically. So pretty tough for, matchup right there in the four or five hole. Yeah, I mean, St. John's, again, another team that I feel like, like I feel like eight man, other than the one game, we kind of know who the big favorites are. I feel like your, your point spread would be a lot closer in this one eight matchups. You know, I think that there's going to be some close games. I think there's, you know, some good coaching uh, at this level that, that, you know, has been around and seen this kind of stuff before. So I think it's some good coaching, like you said, um, you know, Lee Academy, it, when it gets cold with ranking, I like how you said that, um, you know, I mean, there's some, just some veteran, you've got the Dorchester Academy with a coach in Mike Nelson, who's won multiple state championships, the eight man level now seven up to 11, man, you know, kind of saw something to prove there, I'm sure in his mind. So, I mean, I think you've got, you know, a staff at Thomas Hayward, that a school at Thomas Hayward that has had that tradition of winning this time of year, um, you know, new coaches, but still that 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 expectation is there. And Patrick Henry's been really one of the one of the teams lately in one A all sports that's been around, I feel like, in almost every sport. They're in it at the end of the year. Yeah, for sure. So it should be entertaining to say the least. I think there's five teams that really can compete for it. Six, you know, Clarendon Hall kind of plays well. I mean, or excuse me, St. John's. I think there's six teams yeah. in there. And that kind of reminds me last year in our three A, you know, we felt there were six teams that could win it, you know, and yep. um pretty interesting. All right. So Let's move on here to 2A. All right, so you got Williamsburg, Hobbit Spartanburg, Christian. Williamsburg, Conrad Balder, quarterback, T. Ward, running back, linebacker. They're just studs, and, um, you know, if you expect them to continue doing what they do. Um, Very interesting matchup to me is, is Orangeburg going to Buford Academy. Yeah. Buford has not played well in the back half. They had some injuries. Running yeah. back went out. Now, they still have um Jackson Porter, who's about 1,200 yards rushing, and um Dietrich Schufer. The quarterback, um, Coach Schufer's son, who who can run and throw it, um, but losing, I think they lost Devonte Green, who was having uh, averaging over 100 yards a game as well. Yeah, um, so I think they're a little more not as um, two three dimensional as they were. Um, yeah. And Orangeburg Preps played better. You know, they yeah. played tough early in the season actually, mm-hmm. but um, you know, Buford's kind of fallen off. Orangeburg's gotten better. Really curious to see how that game goes. Yeah, I mean, I think Orangeburg, and I think I saw. And I don't again. I don't know how the regions work at different levels, but OP I think won their region. They did um, yeah. at, at the two A level, so I think that's exciting for them and, and an opportunity in a matchup that um, that they can hopefully have some success for them. Coach Don sure. Shelley is first year over there. That'd be that'd be big to get a playoff winner two under his belt. Yeah, and if, you know, and then it sets it up if if Orangeburg is able to beat Buford, yeah, and then they go to Weedsburg, and you have, yeah, you know, going back home, and and that'd be familiar, and that'd be that'd be interesting matchup to talk about next week as well. Yeah, um, down, down in the bottom bottom half, you have Bethesda, which um, you know, some I've had this question: Why is Bethesda not the number one seed? Why is Weedsburg? I don't know. They're both undefeated. I can't can't argue with that either. Yeah, one. Um, yeah. but Bethesda, Noah Jenkins. Is the running back, and he's he's a stud. Tristan Randall, quarterbacks had a great year, um, but the truth be told, they're all their lines are both really big and athletic on both sides. They're going to be a tough team to beat. Now, I do, you know, if I'm green with Christian, I don't want to take that long ride to Savannah to play Bethesda. However, they kind of have a team. They really spread it out. Their quarterback, Cade Heaton's had a great year throwing the ball. I mean, I think he's over like 700 yards, 1800 yards passing. Um, they're the type of team that will spread, yeah, almost 1,900 yards, averaging 190 yards passing a game. Um, yep. They'll spread it out, and that kind of does play against, I think, but there's not saying weaknesses, but they're not yep. trying to run right up their humongous 
offensive, yeah. you know, defensive line. So, sure. um, interesting matchup there. And then at the bottom, Colin and Prep at Northside Christian. Northside seems to kind of turn it around here at the yep. end. Um, Colin Prep's just doing Colin Prep things, just just playing ball and being tough and, and you know, doing the right things. So, I do expect Colin Prep and Bethesda to move on there. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, no, no huge surprises there. Um, let's look at 3A. I know we're going to yeah. be a little bit crunched for time here, Rip. But, um, you know, 3A is interesting. And, and, and a lot of people were asking. We had a, some three-way tie for second, third, and fourth in here. Yeah. And, and that had a lot of questions. But let's just talk about the games first. You got Pinewood at first Baptist. Pinewood scored over 70 the first time against first Baptist. Yeah. Um, you know, good job for Coach Birch at first Baptist to, to you know, New Year program. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of you know, a lot of turnaround and kids, but um, you know they've done a good job and they've improved and they're kept playing and they're they're excited about the playoffs. But Pinewood should be at a role there. Um, they they just have too much talent. Yep. In the second game, PD has to travel back to Hilton Head. They went there earlier this year. Um, moved the ball really well against Hilton Head earlier in the year. Just couldn't punch it in. Um, you know Hilton Head Christian is led by Dylan Clark. He's thrown for over seventeen hundred yards this year. He's an absolute stud of a quarterback player. You've seen him. You know he he's a dude. Yep. Um, you know. You would expect Hilton Head Christian, and honestly, Hilton Head Christian is probably not happy there to four seed. Yeah, and you know, if, if I'm their coaching staff, I get it, and I'm probably getting my team all fired up about it. Yeah, so um, should be make a run now. Um, Florence Christian got the overall two seed, and we're hosting John Paul second. Of course, um, we're led by our running back Julius Huntley. He went over sixteen hundred yards and twenty five touchdowns um last game. And um, I think the game of the week in 3A, without a doubt, is, is Wilson Hall and, and Northwood. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, look at this game. We we, we were able to win pretty convincingly last game. We they we hosted them, you know, kind of over that mid-September time frame and, and, and won in a big way. But I, I think Northwood's got some talent, and I think they've got some guys in positions that can make plays, and that's always scary, especially this time of year. Um. You know, and, and and we've been banged up a little bit, you know, which which can be a little nerving at times as well. I, mean, I know we've got guys that, you know, stepped up and are, and are filling those roles as best they can. But um, definitely going to be a big game here at Spencer Field on Friday night. And I would agree, probably the the biggest game of the four, the toughest draw of the four uh, top seeds. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I think both teams are, are different teams than they were mm-hmm. um, when they played the first time. For different reasons, and that's just you know yep. that's football. You know, I've, I've said it all the time. I said if you want to win a state championship, you got to be lucky. I mean, there's this yep. lucky. There's injuries sure. and things happen. And um, but you know, Dylan Jones. I mean, he's done a phenomenal yep. job. He's almost at 1,300 yards rushing. Which you know, I'm trying to you know throw that out there. Yeah, like let's say Jules, for instance, Jules has 1,600 yards, but he's getting the ball every play. I mean, I mean, pretty yep. much there's jokes. People <laughs> make jokes like he's got he got 57 carries last night. That's not true. He never got 50 something carries, right? I don't think we top 30. <laughs> But, but but he's gonna get twenty, you know, he's gonna yeah. get 20, 25 carries. Um Dylan Jones is almost at thirteen hundred yards in the offense that has been very, very balanced. Where yeah, where yeah, yeah. you look teams. at his uh his yards per carry, I think is is kind of a crazy number. Uh, I can't remember what it was after this past week, but I mean I mean he's got seven seventeen, eighteen touchdowns in the season, I think, as well. I mean, I think his yards per carry is 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 really strong and he's been able to make plays um for, for Coach Rackey a lot. Yeah, he's done a great job. And on the other side, um, Northwoods quarterback, also great. He's thrown for 2,400 yards. You know, yeah. They're running back, Jeremiah Singleton, 23 touchdowns and 1,300 yards. A lot of weapons on that yeah. side of, of the ball um, for them. And their defense is getting better. And I think their defense is going to have to be good this week if they're going to slow That's down right. Wilson Hall. No matter who is quarterbacking. That's right. No matter, you know, what they're doing, Wilson Hall is going to be prepared and, and not That's trying right. to keep Jocelyn. They're going to be prepared and they're going to come out there and they're going to be hungry and they're going to do all the things to, to win the game. So That's right. 
Um, yeah, we have, we have a really strong senior group, and sometimes that can play into it. I mean, you've got a group of seniors that are your leaders, and everyone has senior leaders, and that sounds silly, but we've got a really big group of seniors this yeah, year. Sure. Yeah, it can be a little more, you know, a little more uh, sense of urgency, a little more, you know, focused, locked in, ready to go. Um, and that's certainly what we're hoping happens Friday night over here. Right. So it should be should be interesting to say the least. And and um, of course, you know, our game, us or John Paul, whoever wins, we're watching that game closely, right? Because I mean, yeah. be the next round. So. Um, should be a good game. Now, let's finish up. We got 4A and um, Hammond. No surprise. Gets number one. They'll be hosting yeah. Trinity. And, um, you know, they 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 beat Trinity pretty handily earlier this year. And, you know, Trinity's got some good athletes, but they're just young. And, and um, you know, they're, they're plugging on. Shouldn't be any surprises there. Um, Carter Newman and Augusta Christian play the next game. What, what do you think about that game? Any surprises no, possibly? Not there? really. I, mean, I think, again, for Carter Newman, the challenge, I think, is – in kind of a, I say a new spot, but a spot they haven't been in since you know the '90s, where they're they're hosting playoff games, and and obviously they're looking at Hammond, right? They see Hammond on the on the horizon, but you got to take care of Augusta Christian first, sure. and that's you know that could be a little bit of a track game, probably the only one in this group that I think could slip up just because of the inexperience, just because it is a new thing, and and because you've got that big game looming, that rematch where you know. You had the ball going in, weren't able to score on a fourth down, and, and just some different things happened that made that first Hammond Carter Newman game outcome the way it was. And I'm sure they want to get that get back to that game against Hammond again. Yeah. And and their quarterback, Carter Newman Duncan, skiing, I think is how you mm-hmm. say it, ski hand. I'm not sure. Almost twenty two hundred yards passing, had a phenomenal year. Um, so look for them to lead their team and get that matchup where Hammond and Carter Newman in the semifinals. And um, if I'm on the other side of the bracket, I love to see those two teams play in the semifinals, you know. And yeah. And I mean, I feel the same way in three. I, I love to see Pinewood Hilton Head on that other side, right? Yeah. I mean, that's just kind of how it felt. All right. So you got Lawrence Manning, Heathwood Hall, Lawrence Manning, you know, good opportunity to roll there. Very good team. Defense is loaded. Um, Porter Gowden, Jamal Flood, who just absolutely killed it over 2,000 yards rushing this year, 34 yep. touchdowns. Unbelievable. Yep. Um, and they're, they're hosting Ben, ben Lippin. And, and I think they should, should, you know, yep. be able to run the football and take care of business there. So I know we're running out of time. You want to talk real quick? We got about a minute. Talk about the ranks. If we want to go further, we can. I mean, we'll do whatever we need to do. Yeah, I mean, I think – you talking about the rankings or talking about – Because right? the um, seeding. The seeding. I mean, it's it's tough. And, and what I was going to say, and what and this may be a, a longer conversation next week a little bit, but there's it's always easy to stand back and ask the question, is, well, why didn't this team get to play this team? And, and what I would like to do, maybe next week we'll talk about it, we can kind of break down kind of the way – the different ways that Skiza has tried to attack some of these – scheduling in the past because football at the end of the day you get 10 maybe 11 games and that's it it is tough um yeah. to, to find the right matchup so that's something let's do it next week let, well we won't have quite as much talk about um with other sports next week yeah, so let's maybe re, recircle and talk about that a little bit next week half the games that sounds good well rip i appreciate your time and um good luck as you're starting basketball too and good luck to your bears and i hope there's everybody out there i know there's a lot of sickness going on just everybody mm-hmm. stay well and not get hurt and have fun and hope get good crowds out in this cold. Should be football right. weather. Should be fun. It's playoff time, man. So That's good right. luck to all the teams out there. Thank you guys for listening. And That's we'll right. talk to you next time. All right. Thank you, Neil. Thanks, Rip.